0: Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we are diving in to the episode that you probably have been waiting for all month long, which is, how do we handle these triggers? <laughs> Not a problem. I got you, right? I always got your back. Today, we are focusing on what can we do about reducing how reactive we are to our triggers. Because as we know, the triggers are just the emotional cue. What you choose to do after you receive that cue or that reminder is completely up to you. And that's where I want to start. Before we dive into anything, I want you to remember you are in control. You have full capacity and full capability of being in control of how you react to things. But I understand sometimes you feel as though you don't have control. And that's why I want to dive in a little bit more. But as long as you know that you are the master, you are the creator of your reality. You're the one in full control of your actions and your thoughts. You can be able to control your emotional triggers from a negative standpoint. Okay. So the first step that I want to start with when it comes to handling your triggers in a healthy way is gaining awareness. When you know what triggers you, you will automatically become 10 steps ahead You're going to be aware. And so when those things come up for you, you're going to know, oh, here we go. I know this is a trigger. I know that I may react to this type of thing. But if you are knowing about it, if you're aware of it, then it is not so dramatic for you, right? It doesn't feel so in your face because you're completely aware. It's not going to blindside you whenever something comes up, right? So what I want you to do is take some time to gather your thoughts. You know, you've been with yourself a very long time. Hopefully you've gained enough knowledge and wisdom and information about yourself that you know what your buttons are. You know what your triggers are. So, take some time and write down like, when are you at your worst? When does someone get the worst of you? When does that side come out? What topics are a little sensitive for you right now? You know, are you going through something? Are you going through a rough relationship? Are you going through a breakup Um, Has someone recently passed away? Are you facing an illness? Is there a health concern that you may feel sensitive about at this current moment in time? Are you dealing with rebuilding your self esteem or your confidence at this time? Are you going through and kind of healing at this moment? If you are completely aware that you're in a bit of a transition, that's when you're going to be most vulnerable. Think of it as. When a hermit crab moves from one shell to another, in that moment in time, when that hermit crab is looking for a new shell, because it doesn't just create a whole new shell on its own, it has to come out of its shell and find a bigger shell to go into. In that moment, that hermit crab is so super vulnerable, so super sensitive as it's transitioning that It's going to be prone to possibly getting hurt. But we do have that moment in time where we are transitioning in different ways. Or maybe, you know, we're trying to find our way or we're trying to, you know, forge a new path, think of things in a different way. So triggers are going to come up. But if you're aware, then that can reduce the effect of them drastically. So take note what's going on, right? So start there. The next thing is, okay, what's a sore spot for you? What's something that you feel sensitive about that comes up? You know it's going to come up, right? What's something that you may feel sensitive about? Any old wounds, any old childhood wounds that are there as well, that can also be a trigger. How do you feel when someone says something about you or someone's doesn't give you the attention that you're looking for or just when do you feel uncomfortable around another person? Uh, That's also a sign that something could be triggering you. When do you feel agitated or annoyed or angry even or sad? What causes for you to feel those emotions? So after you take that time to become fully aware, write it out. Don't just think about it because we want to get it out. We don't want it to just stay in our minds. We want to write it out. So write it down in a journal or paper so you can visually see what is coming out and you can be able to see what's going on. You can look at it and say, okay, this is it, right? So after you're aware of your feelings, when it comes to those triggers, what are the actions you take. What do you do when you feel those negative emotions? That's the next piece to the awareness. So you're aware of what causes you to stir up those negative emotions. Now, what do you do when you feel those negative emotions? That is the output from the trigger. That's the outcome from the emotional response. So that's something that we've learned to do that we find mildly effective or very effective to a point. It may not be the best solution, but at the time, that is the thing that makes us feel like we're solving some type of problem or we're moving away from pain or we're shifting the pain elsewhere. That's what we do. And we become accustomed to it that we feel like our brain tells us that is the best option. That's the action to take. So what do you do? Do you shut down? Do you withdraw? Do you avoid? Do you go silent? Do you yell? Do you scream? Do you cry? Do you fight? Do you run away? Do you go take a trip? Or do you do something productive? Do you channel it in a way that you are able to work on a project? Do you get more focused on productivity? Do you shift your focus onto something else and completely avoid the situation and not deal with it? Do you sit in it? Do you sit in that emotion and let it ride out? What do you do? So that's the next thing I want you to write down at each point. And sometimes we do different things, but typically we have like our go-to action from our emotions of what we tend to do. We're very habitual people. So take some time to figure out what that is. What's your go-to when you feel down or angry? Okay. So that is the first step when it comes to handling your trigger. If you don't get past any other point in this episode, know that just having that awareness of what you're feeling, when those triggers are going to come up, what tends to get under your skin, and what you do about it is going to help you to shift the amount of pressure, the sense of making it bigger than what it is, um, the magnification of the trigger, that's going to minimize it so drastically because now you have a sense of control. You're aware. No one can tell you anything more than you can tell yourself. You're not going to be blindsided. And with that, I want to move on to the next step of handling that trigger, which is to set those better boundaries. Now, there's a whole entire series that I've put out for you based on boundaries to help you understand what boundaries really mean and um, just how to handle those boundaries, creating better boundaries with yourself. Because once you set those healthy boundaries, you're able to really contain yourself. You're able to really manage yourself in a way that serves you. Instead of having you leak out onto everyone else, you're keeping yourself contained, but you're not keeping yourself so suppressed or controlled or, you know, down to a point where you're not living your life, but you're just able to manage yourself, right? So setting those healthy boundaries are so, so important. When you have a healthy boundary system, you just tend to Reduce the amount of opportunities to even attract for someone to set off a trigger, right? A lot of times when we don't have the healthy boundaries within ourselves and we're all over the place and we expose ourselves more, it kind of invites that energy in to have others maybe be disrespectful towards us or feel like they can say certain things or do certain things or behave a certain way because we haven't set that proper boundary to inform them and communicate to them how to treat us properly. So we open ourselves up to be triggered more often when we don't set those healthy boundaries. So that would be number two. The next thing that I want you to do when it comes to handling your triggers is once you get a little bit of time with yourself, do a search and destroy, just a nice, good detox. And I don't mean like a body detox, like a, you know, health detox, but a physical environment Type of detox? What are you consuming on a regular basis? What's feeding you emotionally on a regular basis? So, this can help you to calm down and gain control and find out where your baseline is without the triggers around you so that when something does come up, you're able to catch it a lot quicker. So, what does this look like? Go through your home or your work or even your car, wherever you spend the most time, look at your environment. Is there anything in your room or home or environment that triggers you or makes you feel annoyed even? It can even be mild negative emotions. They don't always have to be like this sense of rage or anger or anything like that. But taking the time to find out what is it that makes you feel kind of icky right? Is it something that's out of place? Is there something, is there a picture or there are images that are around you that trigger you? Do you have old belongings from when you're in a relationship with another person of something that they gave to you that reminds you of that person? Just really taking the time to look around your environment and remove those things that feed certain triggers. Because the thing is, is that everything is cyclical, What we feel internally becomes expressed externally. What we see externally feeds us back internally, and we go through this vicious loop. So we have to remove the thing that reminds us of something that feels very uncomfortable, right? Um, So if you're seeing something and it's just kind of reflecting back to you the thing that you don't really like, then, you know, help yourself out and get rid of it right? Remove it completely. Aside from that, the biggest place to detox is going to be your source of media. This is social media, the news, music, movies, television, all of it this is a good time to take a break, but also things that you're subscribed to. So for me, I'm a big YouTuber. I love YouTube. I will spend hours on YouTube before I go and watch a movie. Uh, But over time, you know, the thing about social media and the internet and things that we use on a regular basis, it kind of tries to create its own environment in a sense in a digital space. And whatever you like, or you share, or you engage with, it builds up over time. And it kind of creates this sense of like a library of things that you would like, and then they suggest things on top of that, right? But we grow, we evolve, we change over time. And sometimes we are still subscribed completely unconsciously to things that may not resonate with us anymore. Or maybe they resonated with us at a time when we weren't at our best. So let's just start fresh, right? So completely remove everything. Start from zero. Because sometimes we're not even aware of the things that actually trigger us. (laughs) There's so much unconsciously that we're just not aware of, but it could also just be feeding you some things that regress you that pull you back to a place of where you're not really growing or maybe you're stagnant. So even if it's hey, this podcast, you know, that's how confident I am that this is effective to completely remove everything. Even if it's something that you like, you can of course add it back in, but take the time to remove everything and see, okay, what do I want to continue with now? taking back that sense of control, not letting your former or past self still have control over you today, starting fresh. It's very necessary. So hopefully if you do unsubscribe to this podcast, I do hope that you come back because you love me, right? (laughs) But if not, I understand. I just want to be the best source of just giving you empowerment and insight and perspective that can help you in your own life. So as long as I'm that for you, that's all I really care about. So I only want the very, very best, absolutely. So that's what I would do as far as detoxing that. Social media is very, very important to detox because we follow people we know, we follow people we don't know, we follow people that we resonate with at a certain time and then maybe we don't resonate with them anymore. But you know, you may feel triggered by the things that you see on social media. So it's important to completely unfollow those things. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling upset, just remove it out of sight, out of mind, right? Now, does that remove or change the feeling about the thing? No, it doesn't. We're going to get into that in a minute. But I do think it's really important that we not torture ourselves unnecessarily, that we gain a sense of control to say, okay, now where do I want to go from here? Right? Just stopping that momentum for a moment and say, okay, I'm pulling in my control. I'm pulling in my energy. Where do I want to go moving forward? That's the point of detoxing. So take some time to do that. It's very, very helpful. I had to do that once I learned how you know, a lot of the things of the way that we live our lives and the way that we interpret life is internally. So the relationships we have with ourselves, relationships that we build within ourselves are then expressed and projected outwardly. So how you're treating yourself can oftentimes be moved outwardly to other people, positive or negative. So when I started to see certain things on social media that didn't resonate with me anymore, and it was conflicting with my new belief system that I was creating for myself, I was seeing so many limitations. And we all have limitations, right? The challenge or the empowering place to be in is to be able to love one another past your limitations, right? Like we say, oh, you're like, we're not perfect. We are perfect with the limitations. (laughs) Like we are so divinely created that it's just, we are truly magnificent creatures, but we learn to limit ourselves over time in different areas of our lives. And so, I say, you know, it's important to continue to love past those limited beliefs, past those limitations, and we all have them in some way. But when I find that I've overcome a limitation or overcome a limited belief, maybe at one point in time, I resonated with a person that shared those same limited beliefs, and maybe they haven't progressed in that area. So it's important for me to unfollow that or not engage with that anymore because it doesn't fit any longer. So that is a really good place to be in. So we've gained some awareness, we've set some better boundaries, and we've done a detox of what we consume from a media standpoint. So now I want to move on to the next point, which is to rewrite your story. Okay. Something that I've had to learn to do recently was to be able to rewrite my own story, to tell a different version of the story I had been telling myself previously. So everything is based on your perception of things, right? How we're feeling about a certain person. And we have our own personal realities with different individuals. One person can say that you know, Hey, I met that person and they are terrible. You know, they're so rude. They're so nasty. They don't care about me. They treated me unwell while another person could have a totally different reality and say, well, I think they're fantastic. They, they treat me like gold, you know? So everything is very personal to us through our own perception, through the story we tell ourselves that's how these triggers really start to come up anyway. So always know that what's in your subconscious mind, what is in your mind, what you're focusing on is going to come up in your reality. It will reveal itself. Sometimes it is shown to you in a much bigger way. And sometimes it seems So outlandish that you can't even imagine that you could think of something like that. But know that everything is projected outwardly, right? Everything is inside first, then it goes to the outside. That's how it works. We have our internal world that then goes outward. So when you rewrite your story internally, something that is empowering you, something that no longer feeds back to you a negative emotion, you will be able to completely reduce that trigger very, very drastically. And it takes a lot of work. So I don't want you to think that all you have to do is just maybe jot down on a piece of paper and say, oh, well, this didn't happen to me and I'm all good and ta-da. It doesn't work like that, you know. Memories are very strong, but how we choose to view that memory, taking a different perspective of the memory, not completely saying like, "Oh, that never happened." But maybe not just focusing only on the negative aspect. What about the positive aspect of a certain memory? Or maybe choosing to give yourself back the power from that memory, regardless if it was negative or positive, how can you rewrite? your story in the thing that you feel triggered by. If it's regarding relationships, if you constantly tell yourself, you know, all men or all women suck, or they treat me like this, or I can never do this, or people don't respect me, people don't love me, I'm not cared for, I'm not a priority, I'm not chosen, I'm not treated well. If you keep repeating this story over and over and over again, then life will only show that to you. Even when you start with a Brand new person, why is it that you're running into the same issue, right? It may be a little bit different, but it seems to be the same thing coming up over and over and over again. How is that possible if these are completely different people, right? Your subconscious mind feeds your reality. What you repeat to yourself on a regular basis will show up. You'll begin to attract the same types of people that you're not wanting because you're focused on the people that you don't want. It has no choice but to show up, right? Even if that person is not doing anything, your mind is so focused on what you don't want that it will pull it out, right? It'll find something to cling on to just to prove you right, just to give you some kind of validation to say, yes, we do have a horrible reality. (laughs) So let's rewrite that story. If it's success, oh, I'm not successful. Oh, people won't take me seriously. Oh, I don't really get this type of job or I always end up being mistreated or whatever. Rewrite the story. Start with affirmations. Repeat to yourself over and over and over and over and over again. Not what you want, but how you want to be treated and repeated in a present sense. So if it is regarding relationships, because that's very common for us to experience triggers there, and you're experiencing something where maybe people are not treating you like a priority, you need to rewrite that story. You need to say, I am always chosen. I am made a priority. I am treated well. I am a priority. I am always chosen. I am treated well. I am a priority. I am always chosen. I am treated well. You need to say that over and over and over again on repeat constantly. Write it down and actually say it verbally. Say it out loud Over and over and over again. You can listen to meditations that will do this for you so you don't have to take up the extra energy to keep repeating it to yourself. Or you can listen to subliminals as well that will help reprogram your subconscious mind. And sure enough, the more you do this, the more you will begin to see evidence of what is taking place. So continue to do this over and over again. You've got to build momentum around this. And the more that you do this, I mean, you're going to feel crazy for a little bit, but the truth of the matter is you're doing it anyway. You are, you are doing it anyway. You are repeating that negative story so much, right? You don't even realize you're repeating it. You don't even realize you're looking for the evidence. It's just become a part of your system. So we've got to change that story if we want a different outcome. Okay. So rewrite that story. Start with some affirmations. Practice having healthier self talk. How are you talking to yourself? Are you uplifting yourself? Are you empowering yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're doing a great job? Or are you constantly criticizing yourself, telling yourself that you're not good enough? Are you focused on lack? Let's shift that perspective. And we want to focus on what is working for you? What do you have to bring? What is so great about you? What do you love about yourself? And I know it sounds like at times when you're doing this, when you're trying to retrain your brain <laughs> to serve you, you might feel like a narcissist. Like I feel so narcissistic, blah, blah blah, blah, blah. I want to bring some clarity to that because the truth of the matter is is that we focus on ourselves regardless. Right? You focusing on yourself in a positive way is no different than you focusing on yourself in a negative way. When you get to a place of being completely selfless and you don't even have the capacity to think about yourself at all, you're going to be focused on other people but it's still going to somehow be a reflection of how you feel about yourself because how people feel about you is how you feel about you. So whatever you're feeling from other people, if you're feeling loved, if you're feeling appreciated, that's a good indicator that you're doing something well for yourself. I think we have this mentality of you know, hey, I don't want to be arrogant, or I don't want to be conceited, or I don't want to be narcissistic. And, um, you know, if I'm humble, people will appreciate me more. If I'm self-deprecating, then I will be seen as a more quote-unquote real person. But that doesn't work. It does not work at all. In fact, it only projects an image outwardly to other people that says, ooh, I don't want to be around that. I don't know. Uh. -uh. Now it doesn't mean you have to go around telling people I'm the best, you know, I'm fabulous. I'm so intelligent. Like we don't have to verbally say that outwardly to other people because at that point, it's like we're trying to prove something to ourselves because we don't really feel that way. But in this moment, while you are rewriting your story, you are doing this with yourself in a moment of solitude Alone, you don't need to tell anybody what you're doing, but repeat that affirmation over and over and over again until your brain catches on. It takes a minute. Again, you're completely shifting your story from where it was to where you want it to be, but you have to do that. Once you get to that space of rewriting that story, you start visualizing yourself, start asking yourself better questions. That's another thing. So in order to rewrite that story, you've got to get objective about the situation, right? You've got to ask yourself questions because we can tend to lean into a negative emotional space. So I love to do this exercise when we just sit back and we say, this is this, not this is that what exactly happened and do not tie a story to it when you start tying your own personal story to it that's when things start to get messy so just take an objective approach and if the story is hey this person walked by me and they didn't say hello that's all that happened that should not cause you to feel anything. A person walked by you, they didn't say hello. If you didn't know that person, they walked by you and they didn't say hello, would it bother you? No. If you do know the person, they walked by you and they didn't say hello, now it's got a different meaning. If it's a family member, they walked by you, they didn't say hello, now it's got a different meaning. If you looked at the person, you waved at them, they saw you, they didn't say hello Now it's got another meaning, but those are the meanings we're telling ourselves behind that. So then we start spiraling and saying, Well, they didn't talk to me. Maybe it's because, uh, maybe it's because I didn't look good, or maybe it's because they're mad at me. Maybe I did something. I did kind of say that, that one time. And we just start adding on a a whole story. You're making up stories anyway. See, that's the thing I want us to understand is that we're telling ourselves these stories anyway. That's how we learn is through telling stories. So now you have the opportunity to tell a new story. Maybe it's, yeah, they walked by me. They didn't say hello. Maybe, you know, they were just in a different space mentally. They have a whole lot going on. They were thinking of something and they really were not aware of your presence or they just had somewhere that they needed to get to. Maybe their stomach was really upset and they were trying to keep their cool. But if they were able to just turn for a second, you know, they might've gotten really sick and just thrown up right there. Who knows? But us telling a whole story based on what we feel about ourselves doesn't always serve us. So that's what I mean about rewriting the story. Okay, great. So hopefully that's helpful for you and you've got enough insight on that. The next... Thing, the very last thing that I want you to do when it comes to handling these triggers. Now that we're aware, we've set boundaries, we've detoxed, and we've created a new story around the typical triggers, it's time to create an action plan. Now you've done things a certain way, right? You've reacted in a certain way. You take different actions based on those negative emotions that have come up for you. What are you going to do now? Right? So Take the awareness piece. We know what bothers us, but how are we going to handle those triggers moving forward? What are some healthier ways we can do certain things to gain a sense of control over our our thoughts? So maybe whenever we start to feel anxious, we can practice some deep breathing. Okay. Okay gaining that sense of control, doing something that's healthier in that moment, doing something that's healthier for us and for those around us. Okay. Maybe we're not doing a deep breath. Maybe it's you know what, I'm going to pause for a moment. I don't have to react. I don't have to respond. I don't have to reply. I don't have to say something at this time. Whenever I am not able to articulate exactly how I feel, exactly what's happening, I need a moment to step back, but I will come back and address the situation afterwards. I'm not running away. I'm gathering myself so that I can handle it the best way, right? Or maybe it's, you know what? I take care of myself ahead of time before I know that I'm going to be engaging with a lot of people. Maybe someone might say something or maybe I'll be in the presence of someone that typically triggers me. Maybe I need to be a bit more proactive in exercising, getting a lot of that energy out, getting myself to a nice, relaxed, calm state as much as possible, eating a full meal before I'm around a lot of people that'll keep me nice and calm, adding a bit more joy into my life so that it balances out my perspective on things. So I don't feel that life is completely negative. What can I do? That's the point here. What can you do that will serve you, that is healthier for you? Once you figure that out, and this is in regards to your triggers, what you know comes up. If it's an insult that people have said to you, you know, sometimes we attract certain things depending on where we are within ourselves, right? Um, Someone says something that can be seen as offensive, well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to defend yourself in a healthy way and say, excuse me, but I didn't really find that to be appropriate. Excuse me. No, that's not actually the case. Excuse me. Allow for me to clarify some things for you, whatever it is. Is that the action that you're going to take? I want you to get to a space of playing it out in your mind or even playing it out with yourself, like practicing Everything in the mirror, or pretending like you just got triggered and then taking the action. Really test yourself in these moments in time. Okay, you can go the extra mile, you can sit here and repeat all of these insults to yourself of what you've heard other people say, right? It's not totally necessary because remember, we're rewriting the story. But let's just say that we're still in this space where we haven't completely written a new story yet. And those things may come up. Let's practice being able to handle those pressuring situations, How do we handle things under pressure? How do we handle things when things get a little heavy for us? No, we're not going to back down. No, we're not going to run away. No, we're not going to avoid. No, we're not going to attack. No, we're not going to project or deflect. No, we're going to handle this straight on in the most calm, graceful, handled, mature way. Now it's going to take some time to get there because we're, we're all growing and evolving, right? So I don't want you to feel bad if you have a moment, if you slip up. But the key is to focus on the fact that we can improve and to work on that because we don't want to give our power away. Whenever we're reacting to a trigger, The last thing we want to do is give our power away. At that point, we're not taking responsibility for ourselves. We're putting the power in someone else's hands to take us out of character or to put you into a different character that we don't want to be. A character that sabotages us. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be that. We don't have to. It's not necessary. So, that is the whole point of us learning how to handle our triggers better so that we are respected, we respect ourselves, we know that in the grand scheme of things, everything that we're seeing is a reflection of what's going on internally, that we can change this situation for ourselves. We do have control over ourselves. We're not trying to control other people because that's us fighting with our own illusions. But we can focus on getting to a space of handling our situations in the best way possible. So we don't spiral out of control. We're putting the power back in our hands. Okay? So that is everything I have to share with you today about handling those triggers. I hope that it was really helpful for you so that you can be able to feel free, you can feel joy and you are not allowing for anyone to take your peace. At the end of the day, you are the one shining. You are the one that is standing tall no matter what life is showing you. You are the one in control. You are now the driver of your life vehicle. Okay? Awesome. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this. As always, we are here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Hard Blend Podcast.